Hello, travelers. This is a trigger warning that this episode contains discussion of attempted suicide and a suicide. If you or someone you know needs help, you can dial 988 from any cell phone, and that is a suicide prevention and help hotline. Please seek help because there is someone out there who cares. I'm author Mark Muncy. And I'm author Erica Lance. And this is Eerie Travels. Greetings, travelers. Greetings, travelers. How are you? I am I'm good. You know, it's been busy. It's been busy for us. It's like nonstop, right? I mean, yeah, I, I feel like we just finally got to sit down, but we don't get to sit down for long, do we? Uh, nope, we are on the road to Mothman. So, yes. It's so exciting. We, yeah, I am so excited for that. And, uh, and we have been on the road literally for... A while now so we have it's you know thank you listeners for enduring all of our travel episodes and things like that where we're you know traveling all over the place yeah it's kind of kind of exciting and it didn't help that we had i had a move in the middle of all this <laughs> well you know if you're gonna show off about it that's fine oh well, <laughs> well you know it is what it is at least now my driver's license is not you know my picture is not 200 years old and uh you know when i was uh you know in another body so <laughs> you mean when you were in a body that didn't have white hair yeah exactly now my, my now i look like uh halloween santa claus because i made sure to wear a spooky hawaiian print for this one <laughs> where my last one was from when i was like in my 20s so you know i don't how do they just keep using those same pictures i'm like really <laughs> yeah no you know what's funny about it to me is they allowed me to actually retake my picture she's like i'll take it a few times if you want and she's i'm like um she goes yeah and then she took one and I look terrifying. I look intimidating and terrifying. And I'm like, okay, let's keep that one. And she's like, why? And I'm like, because I look like a serial killer. Just like keep it. Let's, <laughs> was, let's do it. I was it. saying that's 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 the Erica I know and love. So. Exactly. So I was like, then she's like, are you sure? I'm like, I don't care. It's a stupid driver's license picture. You know what I mean? Like if yeah, yeah, so. I, I'm gonna flash it whenever an officer tells me, and I don't care what I look like in that. Exactly. At those moments, we don't care. But um, I part of my busyness, I we get to talk about a little bit today, is yeah. I went over the pond, as it's yeah, said. Across the pond, yes. Across the pond. And I got the opportunity, which I've been waiting for since 2020, to visit Ireland and Scotland. Yes, the home, the homes of my people, yes. Yeah, so I actually am of Irish descent. Um. Mm -hmm. My dad told me kind of a funny story. So um, he sat me down. I want to say it was about four years ago now. We were at his breakfast nook in, in Minnesota. And um, in Minnesota. And he said, don't get me started. You know, if you get me started on that, I'm going to have my accent. You'll, you'll go. It'll be there for the rest of the day. That's me with my, my Southern yes. when it gets going. So yeah. yeah, exactly. We'll out accent each other and people will just <laughs> shut off this episode. They'll be like, I'm not listening to this crap. But um, so uh, he sat me down and it was at breakfast and I was having coffee and he's like, I've got something to tell you. And it sounded terrifying, you know, like when mm. your dad sits you down, I've got something to tell you. 
And I was like, really? What? And he's like, he held it. He reached across the table and put his hand on my arm <sighs> and leaned in and said, we're not Dutch. Now, <laughs> so my family name is a Dutch name. And mm. I was like, okay, now keep in mind though, um, like some, a lot of, uh, I feel like a lot of Americans and a lot of people probably around the globe feel the same way, but you end up not... Um, I, I don't do a lot with my heritage and, and that may be a good thing or a bad thing, but being Dutch was because my last name was Dutch. It's not like I, I had Dutch family or I was doing anything like that. It was just, you know, my last name was Dutch mm. and, um, which is not my last name anymore, but it was growing up. Right. So I was like, okay. And he goes, we were actually black Irish. And for what just to clarify the easy version of Black Irish is when England came to conquer Ireland, they actually put walls around the cities and everybody outside of those walls was considered Black Irish. So they had the, the you know, royalty or monarchy or whatever you want to call it, the higher end people inside the walls. And then they had, everybody else was outside the walls. And if you watch the movie Gangs of New York, it one of the gangs is black irish like that's it anyway so apparently my um dad's great great grandfather so three great greats from me um when they came to this country and they were because when you immigrated before it was nowhere near the immigration process that it is now no, no, no. with still, all of it you had to just list where you were from yeah, you just said, this is where we're from, and this is our name, and this is my name. You didn't have, you know, we were just talking about driver's licenses. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah. You didn't well, have to produce identification one. and, you know, and, yeah. and testimonials from 16 friends that know you live in this location. <laughs> exactly. And the 16 You have to do this within 30 be... days or you're, you know, against the law. So, yeah. Yeah. But back then, you just said, this is who I am. So, apparently, my um, family immigrated over and said their name. And the name, which, you know, which I'm not going to get into maiden name. And then said they were Dutch. Mm. And that's how it went, even though they didn't speak. Yep. They spoke Irish. They spoke Gaelic. Like, so he said, my family did and I a go, similar thing. So, yeah. yeah. My, my family were, uh, hmm. uh, you know, from, uh, well, my mother's side of the family were uh, from uh, Syria and Hungary. And they were... Uh, Romani and when they got to America they didn't want to be that so you know they changed their name too so like you do so mm -hmm. uh, he well so he's telling me this he's very serious he's never been doing Dutch things either so whatever and then he says to me you know we're black Irish and I went well that makes sense because before this these gorgeous silver locks that are courtesy of my father as well I had auburn hair naturally, like a dark, dark auburn hair. And I have a ton of freckles. So it kind of makes sense that I go that way versus the Dutch. I'm not saying they don't have auburn hair, but generally that's not the color schema of a Dutch person. So um, I, he told me this. Anyway, apparently our family name was Fox. Oh, nice. That was our uh, family name. So when I went over to Ireland, um, and I want to talk a little bit about everything I saw over there, but... I was able to find some things that have our our logo, which is a sort of like a lion, 
a red lion on it is Fox. So that is my family name. And I went over there to claim my heritage. Not really. Um, but I do own a small piece of property in Scotland and Ireland that a friend bought for me. So I was able to put on my travel documents that it was Lady Erica. Oh, uh, yes. Yes. Because technically I'm a lady and I don't know if you know this, but one of the things that they do over there is um, there are some properties in order to save the property and make sure it doesn't get bulldozed or used for anything. They sell small sections of it, whether it's a foot section, one of them is a foot and one of them's like five by five feet, which you can go there and take a picture on your piece of property. They tell you where it is. But they do this because then they keep the natural habitat of the area. So you're buying a piece of land. You agree that you're not going to build or do anything, but it basically saves the land. Yeah. And then uh, Scotland has that wonderful uh, roaming law where as long as you you know close the gate behind you, don't mess with any of the crops, don't mess with any of the animals, you can literally just walk anywhere and not get shot. Which show, um, you know, on anybody's property, as long as, you know, you're like I said, you close the gates behind you and don't mess with anything. So, yeah, no, it's it's interesting. So when we went over to Ireland, we flew into Dublin and we drove a little south of there to a place called the Powers Court. Hmm. So there is a huge property called the Powers Court Estate, and it is absolutely beautiful. It has a castle on it. Nice. It was one of the places that, and it has the, it has the most fascinating heritage, to be honest with you, but it has these beautiful gardens. It has a huge waterfall. It has all these like um, stations on it where there are cannons to protect this property. And it's truly like, if you watch Bridgerton or any of these things, it's literally what you think of when you think of castles and stuff over right. there. It's just beautiful. And then on top of that, to make my life even more complete, are we ready for this? Ready. They have a, a distillery, a whiskey distillery. Oh, there you go. So they found an old, there's an underground lake under it, and they found this thing, and they found an old mill. And so basically when the property was purchased and then repurchased, and it has a whole history of all the royalty that was in it and how the English took over and then the English gave it back and then the English took over again and stuff like that. Um, but it, and then it's back now to Ireland as a whole. There's a president of Ireland. I had to look it up, but um, it has this amazing whiskey distillery um, there. And so you can go and um, uh, do a whiskey tour, which um, for the record, I absolutely did. Mm, right? Of course. Um, like you do. And so, um, Anyway, it, it's it's just this absolutely beautiful state and stuff. So we stayed there for a few days, including having high tea, which if I, I learned something that I didn't know. Did you know that there is a difference between high tea and afternoon tea and all of those things? All those things. There's a big difference. Yes. And the difference has to do with the food selection. Right. Get because... You, if you do afternoon teas, if you could get a more hearty food selection versus right. little tea sandwiches and stuff like that, that the other ones have. So I don't know. I'm interesting things you learned, but I will tell you, I had some very interesting experiences 
on this estate because when you have an estate that's old, guess what you have? I would assume what some would call spirits. Yes, you have dead people. So um, not in the form of zombies, but I will say I had a couple interesting encounters walking around in the gardens and stuff like that. And there was one area that's um, down in the gardens, which I decided to nope and turn around and walk the other direction. But they had this little place and I'm going to upload pictures for the travelers to see when this episode goes live. I will upload a bunch of my pictures so you guys can see some of the stuff that happened there. And I did a couple of videos for the travelers too. But one of the things that was really interesting is they had this little sort of built cave that has this giant pizza quartz when you walk in and it's cooler when you walk in. It's open, but it's like a crevice, I guess. Mm -hmm a crevasse and um it the when you walk in and you touch this piece of marble it's colder hmm. than everything else by a good 10 15 degrees it's out in the open but it's colder but there is also something very much that stays in there it wasn't hmm. it wasn't mean but it it was there and like cool thank you for visiting and i was like cool don't come with me <laughs> uh, cool but um, one of the things we went and saw, too, was a thing called the Sunken Gardens. Not in St. Petersburg, Florida. No. Okay. Um, it's the Sunken Statue Gardens. Oh, very nice. It was so cool. Um, and one of the things that I didn't realize when we got to the place was it was a meditative area. Like you can walk through and have meditation and they have these like wood built meditation benches that you can sit on or lay on to meditate and just have a time. But they had these statues that were immense statues that had been brought in. There's a whole story of this place, which we'll post a link in the thing. But um, what had drawn me to it was there was um, uh, like a um, guy in a uh, lake, right? So I don't, I'm not explaining this well, but there's a guy in a lake um, and it it looks so creepy. And when you get there, it is super duper creepy. No but, relation to Jason Voorhees though. Yeah. Like there is um, one of the entrances you walk through and I'll post a picture of this. Looks like um, a vagina with a snake oh, on it. It's nice. got thorns inside of it. Oh, no, it, no symbolism there at all. There is so much symbolism on this thing. <laughs> but I will tell you, you're walking through and it's absolutely beautiful, Mark. Peaceful. You walk through all these areas that have these trees and the breezes whistling through the trees and stuff. And I could see why people would go there to get deep in their thoughts. It's mm. absolutely beautiful. It's about uh, to walk the statue walk is about um two miles two and a half miles or something like that so you need to be prepared to walk if you go there and they ask for a donation so there's this older irish gentleman with his perfectly behaved dog sitting there asking for the it's a ten dollar donation to go yeah. walk through there but i mean if i told you some of these statues are probably 25 30 feet tall like yeah I, that's when some people talk about michelangelo's david they always assume it's this normal size statue when you get there it's it's a beast 
So, and uh, it is, but the weather held. I went and saw a place called the Plow Boys, which could be taken many, many ways. Can be, it? yeah. But it was Irish music. So it was a fun Irish, like, it's a tourist attraction, I'll say, but the people who owned it um, are, it's owned um, by the, it's a gastropub. It's been there forever and a day. It's um, owned and the people who perform are the owners of it. Nice. And they do Irish dancing. So you can go, you can just go there, but they have a show where you get to see Irish dancing, Irish music, all of this stuff. Um, so that was an absolute ton of fun to go um, see that, and you know, um, experience true Irish music and right. dancing. And I also am firmly convinced that me and you should take up river dancing. Oh, yeah. I, you, we can almost pull that off, except... So, you know, I have bad knees, so, you know. Well, that and the fact that me and you are not built for river dancing under any circumstances. For I just, I love the shoes they wear for those. They're, you know, they're similar to tap shoes, but a little more, you know, let's make some noise. And I love yeah. it. Yeah. And it's amazing to watch, but watching them keep their back straight, I'm like, I, you know. Now, if they could do that wearing your, your fake Dutch heritage shoes, Yo, maybe come oh. <laughs> I've been to the Netherlands. Those shoes are kind of, I don't understand. I just it's, that's what I'm gonna thing. say. It's a thing. Wooden shoes people look it up. So uh yeah, anyway. exactly. Oh my gosh. So but it was a ton of fun. So we and we went to that. We went and saw the Blarney Castle. It was raining really heavily. Now Blarney Castle has some ghosts. Blarney Castle does have some ghosts. Um, I did not let them uh, try to have kids so you can kiss the blarney stone but a lot of people don't realize um that you will uh if you try to kiss the blarney stone you have to do it upside down yeah you gotta hang from underneath and yeah. pull yourself up to it it's pretty it's pretty crazy I, i've done it and yeah um you know me i'm six feet tall not a delicate little flower there was nobody i was trusting to hold me upside no. down to do I did it when I was 17. So yeah, I, I don't couldn't imagine trying to do that now. So exactly. So maybe if I was 17 again, I'll do that. It's something 17 and in my fencing form. So yeah, yeah, no. Yeah, no, I was gonna say 17 and in running form. Yeah, I could uh, yes, let's do that. Right now I'm like, you are not hanging me upside so down for anything. Travel tip, eerie travelers. If you're gonna kiss the boring stone, do it while you're young. Yeah, well, either that or just be in shape when you go and be yeah. ready to trust people to um, do that. So very strong friends. Exactly. <laughs> so when I traveled, I went from Dublin down to Wixlow. One of another interesting thing I saw, and these are just like travel things. So thank you, people in this episode, for listening to our travel things. But um, they have a swan sanctuary. Oh yeah, you sent pictures of that. That was I wonderful. sent you pictures because I know how much Carrie absolutely loves. Yes, you went animals. crazy about those. Yeah. Okay, so let me explain the Swan Sanctuary because it's something. It is um a stretch of beach that has swans on it. That's it. It's not caged. It's not gated. It's just an area that has these swans. And if you've never seen a swan up close, again, they are gigantic birds, yep. right? <laughs> 
but they're much like geese. So I'm just going to warn everybody, if you've never encountered a geese, a goose before, or geese, multiple, which is even more terrifying, they can clamp onto you and not let go. Yep. I, when I was uh, 12 years old, got about a dinner plate size bruise on a thigh from a goose grabbing me from a farm I was living on. And that is many other stories. That's all I'm going to say. But I've seen how vicious they are. And they're not easy to get to let go. So not at all. But these swans were just there having fun. We walked up. I was like less than two feet from one of them. Just being very polite, you know, as you should be with any of these kind of situations. And but this gentleman came up with a stroller. And on this stroller, he had two little kids. But on this stroller, he had a bag of bread. Now, I want to point out the bread wasn't opened. He was just walking up and literally every swan head poked up. They were all sleeping, turned. They know. They know. Before he even had it open, they were all like walking over there. But there were a bunch of singles. If you, I really, had I known this was going to happen, I would have video recorded it. Of course. It was like the psychic understanding of swans. (laughs) To get up and all walk over there. And they were very polite. They didn't grab. They didn't grab at the kids. They didn't do it. They stood there, but they were like, yes, please give us bread. So that was really kind of fascinating to be a part of and watch. But bread is good. Yeah. So we did that. And then, um, so we went from Dublin down to Wixlow, which is south of there, to the Powers Court, went to the Swan Sanctuary, went around the bottom coast, and ended up stopping in Cork for a little bit. Let me tell you a huge thing that was very funny to have a conversation about. So mm-hmm. a lot of countries have wine. I know you're not a big drinker, but they have wine. I am not a wine aficionado traveler, so don't get excited about telling me about some Bordeaux or some shit like that, because I have no idea. <laughs> and I love me a $10 bottle of 19 crowns. Hey, I was a, I was a sommelier at Trader Joe's for a few weeks. I can deal with this. So. Okay. So Mark may be way better at this than I am. But um, I said, uh, what kind of wine do they have in Ireland? This is a trick question, Mark. Do you know the answer to this? Uh, the answer would be probably not much because they no. have, yeah. There have been wineries that have opened, but here is the problem. There are there's a bunch of fruit wine. You right. get fruit wine from there, but they don't actually have Irish wine with grapes and stuff like that. Right, right. It's it just does it's not the environment for that. No, it's not. But I was Googling because I was like, there's gotta be Irish wine, trying to prove my travel companions wrong. And me right, which, you know, when you go on a, a, oh. a power mission to prove everybody wrong, that's going to end well for you, right? Familiar. Yeah. So I went to Cork because I was told that in Cork, there was a winery with Irish wine. That would lies and slander. That was not <laughs> the case. It had closed down because, and I quote, it was garbage. Yes. So... Um, and every place that I talked to about Irish wine either said it doesn't exist unless it's berry wine mm. or it's garbage, don't drink it. Right. So traveling all the way through Cork, we ended up in Galway, which is a lot more tourists end up in Galway. And I can see why than Dublin. So Galway's on like the opposite coast from Dublin on the ocean. 
and it was a ton of fun. We went and had some amazing food. There's a great shopping district. I got one of the little Irish wings from, you know, with the heart and the hands and all that from the mm. original jeweler that created those rings. Oh, very nice. The Clendog rings yes. or whatever. Yeah. From yeah. And made famous by Buffy and Angel. Exactly. But there are apparently certain ways you're supposed to wear this ring to mean certain things. So mm -hmm. I suggest people look this up before they put these rings on, because depending on the finger and the direction you're pointing, the ring can mean very different things to the Irish folk. Mm -hmm. um, but, and whether or not you're single and stuff like that and looking, yeah. that's why I'm saying you should look this up. It's but falls at the villages all over again. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's start a trend there. No, just kidding. Yep. So we, we ended up going to Galway. We had a ton of fun. All these places, by the way, have ghost stories and they all oh. have ghost tours and they all have, there is so much history. And, you know, one of our favorite comedians, Susie Eddie Azard, who's going to come up again in this story said, mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's um, England, it's Ireland. There's castles everywhere. They're not joking. There are castles and remnants of yep. castles everywhere like there's a castle here there's a castle there so it was beautiful seeing a lot of the architecture and stuff like that and if you're into that perfect place for it but then from Galway we flew over to Edinburgh hey yes Scotland now you're in the land of my people yes now I'm in the land of Mark's people they declared that when I'm, I landed too They're I'm like, related to everyone in Macbeth except Macbeth <laughs> but, uh, but Macduff and all the guys who get killed and all, and the guys who killed them, I'm related to all of them. So Duncan well, the King gets killed at the beginning. Yeah, he's a cousin. So well done for inbreeding. That's all I'm going to say there, Mark. So, <laughs> but so we land in Edinburgh. Um, uh, a couple of my friends from the UK joined us, which was wonderful. We took trains there, which is everybody takes a lot of public transport in these countries. Um. And driving, like when we were talking to a girl in Cork in Ireland, and we were talking about driving to Galway, which is three and a half hours, she was like, oh, yeah, that's going to be my day tomorrow. And I'm thinking, me and you drive like 14-hour days to get places. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, they, they, that's one of those things, you know, 14 hours for them, they could be in 12 different countries. So, yeah. you know, and that's, <laughs> you know, and that's, it's true, because I did that, you know. <laughs> no, it's true. It's just, uh, anyway, so talking to them excuse me excuse me tickle in my throat but um so we went to edinburgh and we decided to walk to edinburgh castle now let me just say that your friend erica here is in getting better shape than she has been for a little while but there it's a lot of up there's a That's lot of walking up. up yeah there's a lot I, of I didn't stairs. Realize what you did yeah no i i again i did that when i was 17 or 18 i don't remember because it was, I did two trips to Europe in two years, and that was, they blur together. I don't remember which one was which. Well, this is a very haunted area, by the way. Mm. And there was a festival going on called Fringe, which has oh. all these street performers. Mm -hmm. So there are thousands and thousands of people in Edinburgh that aren't normally there. So if you're going to travel over there, travelers, I suggest you make sure if you don't want that kind of ruckus that you've you um uh 
look at what time because there there was a ton of different kinds of performers and stuff which was amazing to see some of it but it was very very crowded and had but, i known there one of our friends of the show was performing uh pipsy the clown uh oh. a, a Rena renaissance festival uh you know fellow from bay area renaissance festival days and she does up there uh she's a sword swallower and does a you know kind of a sideshow show and She's pretty epic, and she was there, and she she was, was her first time performing at the Edinburgh uh, Friends Festival, and she loved it. So, oh wow! Well, I'm sorry I missed her. Next time, next time, because there will be a next time. Walking through the castle there in Edinburgh, super haunted, super creepy. Mm -hmm. Had to keep telling things. There is a ginormous graveyard too. So Edinburgh Castle's up on a cliff. So we did that for a day, walked around, drank in pubs. Oh, I do want to mention, I forgot to mention in Ireland, the Guinness tastes different in Ireland because it's from Ireland. And I'm not like some weird thing, but I don't like bottled Guinness or canned Guinness or even Guinness on tap over here. But I tried it over there because I tend to like stout beers and it was amazing. So very different beer thing but um so we went to some pubs had some drinks watched some performers did all that stuff and then the next day because we only had a couple days in scotland we went over to um glasgow which um is very very different from edinburgh so we went there uh, i'm going to tell my highlight in a minute we walked around but it was very much like um a smaller new york city in a way, like very bustly, very industrial, very shoppy. Like it's not like you're going and getting to see um, a lot of the like little shop. It's it's just not like that. It's very it's where the jobs are. Yeah, but there is um another castle over there that was pretty epic to go see, which is Sterling Castle. So yeah. um, I think that's right. A lot of history there. Yes, that's where my clan Campbell comes into play. So. Yes, and they had one of the most amazing graveyards I've ever seen. I will post some pictures. They have a ginormous angel in the middle of their graveyard that is an angel statue dedicated to all of the um, war heroes and stuff like that. But the history of all of this, and it's um, you get to see a lot of, you know, the the military history in that particular castle. But I will say, you know. Scotland right now is um, run by England, you know, like mm -hmm. that's, you know, the United Kingdom. They voted um, to stay that way. They voted to stay that way. It was close. Yeah. But. No, they keep trying to vote to segregate. But what's interesting is the history is not, at least the history tours in those two castles. And that's, this is my personal view of it. It was very much told as if, um, it's from uh, English lens and not a Scottish lens, mm. right? And, you know, even my friend who was from the UK was like, yep, there's a lot that we're not proud of, but oh, it's yeah. not said that way, which was very, very interesting. So, but walking through these castles, I came to the conclusion of two things. One, they're super haunted. So I had to be very careful to keep reminding them they don't get to come home with me. <laughs> and two, um, having somebody my size, like six feet tall and non delicate little flower walking up these staircases and stuff. I'm like, everybody who lived here had to be like four feet tall. Cause like oh, there yeah. is, there is just no way. 
There is no way. And you you get the sense, and I know you, you want to jump in, you get the sense, because um, we were there in one of the castles in the evening time, like it was starting to get dark, and you see how ridiculously dark this would have been. Like, mm -hmm. you take for granted street lights and things like that, or lights from a window, because you would have candlelight or you know, the a fireplace is lit, but you wouldn't have a lot of light in these places. So skulking around a castle, it's so dark. Anyway, what were you going to say, Mark? No, no, I was just going to say that, you know, that's one of the things we, we forget about is how tall we are compared to what, you know, they were then. And um, if you, the, all, some of the better museums will have a, you know, here's a typical Spanish conquistador. You're sitting next to it and you're thinking, oh, well, you know, what's the, you know, what, what scale is that? No, they're like, oh no, that's one to one, and you're like, oh wow, he doesn't even come up to my shoulder. But uh, you know, and that's you know, that was the way it was then. So, yeah, no, absolutely. So, um, so, and then we when we flew home. But here is the highlight of my Scottish thing, mm. which maybe shouldn't be the highlight, but to me it was. So I was walking down a road in um uh Glasgow. And no, in Edinburgh, sorry, in Edinburgh. And just looking in the storefronts, everything. And I turn and I look and I see um, it's Edinburgh gin. And I see a bottle of gin. And on that bottle of gin is Susie Eddie Azard, who is my favorite comedian ever, actor, actress, everything. But um I turn on and look, so I make a beeline. Everybody else is still walking because they don't realize, like, I've turned and jumped into this store. And I walk in and I'm like, is this gin from, you know, Eddie Azart? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I have to get a bottle. And all, all I saw was their display because their stuff was, you know, more towards the back, but I didn't even see it. And I'm like, where can I get a bottle? And they're like, well, um we actually have some signed bottles for oh. super fans. I lost my shit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I was so excited. So I Edinburgh gin has some amazing gin. Um, they have all different kinds and like, I love gin, but I, they had um, one with rutabaga, um, and which was amazing. They have one that's very kind of salty, which I was surprised about. Like it was a seaweedy, salty kind of gin. Anyway, I'm going to put a link in the thing, but they had these bottles signed by um, Susie Eddie Azard and I got one and it was my such a favorite moment because it was purely on accident and I just adore them so much. So anyway, that is my... Um, travel stories from overseas. Um, yes. So, no, no, no paranormal encounters per se, but uh, feelings, feelings. Oh no, there were, there were some things. I mean, if, if I'm being honest, it was, um, you know, I ran into some, I was walking up a staircase. So Mary queen of Scots, who does not have a great history. Mm -hmm. Um, she ended up being with a person uh, they think she was with there. They think all of this, but apparently she started like, Hey, babying with one of her captains of the guard or something like that while she was married to this other guy who was a total idiot butthead. And they actually ended up going up to her quarters. Um, these men grabbing this guy 
who was in her one of her the dining room and then um taking him and killing him basically in front of her but i was walking up the stairway to go see this situation and there was something at the top of the stairs and i was like this is part of where and then i suddenly felt very claustrophobic mm. and i'm like no 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 i don't like this it was very mad whatever it was but then it turned and went into that dining room and it was this little adjacent and this is one of the rooms where you really see seeing the beds and stuff i'm like i could never sleep on any of these beds but that was one where i definitely saw it when you walk through the meditative garden there are other things walking through the trees with you there which i believe were fae because they have a lot of stories of the kelpies oh yeah and other fae and it's that is a lot of the history as far as like they have a ton of cryptids and stuff and we can do another episode on that but there's definitely a lot to um the fae that are there and when you walk through the wilder areas you can feel them you can feel them around you you know something there in the trees with you and it's interesting because as you walk there are certain spots where you're walking where it goes very quiet and very still not bad but just very still hmm. so lots of fun places to travel but that was my fun experience of going over to my and I quote homeland. Homeland, yeah, yeah. No, that's that's pretty epic. Well, the Sterling Castle was uh I had just found I had claimed Campbell. You know, my my mother's maiden name was Campbell, but it had always been the family story that they changed their name, you know, when they came over from Europe. But apparently one of the Nazarmans married a Campbell. So that's why I do have, you know, her, all that heritage there too. So it's it's fascinating. So that's very yep. cool. Very that is, cool. That is where all the history comes from. So yeah, I mean, all all of the history. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, but uh, I'm glad you had fun, and I'm glad you got home safe because we had to turn around and go somewhere else right after that. We did, and yeah. we're going to take a break though, and come back and talk about where we went. How does that sound? That sounds great. Wonderful. We'll be right back, travelers. Eerie Appalachia. Gear up for a frightful jaunt into the darkest reaches of the ancient Appalachians. Folks deep within the Appalachian hollers lean close to the campfire to share stories of the inexplicable with hushed awe. Monsters rumbling in the hills, strange lights darting through the pitch black night sky, horrible occurrences almost ineffable in their bizarre tragedy. Tall tales, you might say. Tell that to the Flatwoods monster in Braxton County, West Virginia, or the Goat Man of Louisville. Look into his humanoid eyes and let him know you don't believe. What of those apparitions in Mammoth Cave's Corpse Rock or the Satan Spawn known as the Jersey Devil? How do you respond when confronted by these mysteries? From the metaphysical energy that swirls near Serpent Mound in Ohio to Point Pleasant's Mothman Legacy, Mark Muncie and Carrie Schultz explore the dark history lurking in the shadows of Appalachia. Read by Mark Muncie, author and experts on strange folklore with appearances on shows such as Ancient Aliens, The Curse of Robert the Doll, and many, many more. Greetings, mortals. 
and others. I'm Dick Terhune, the voice from hell. I work with haunted attractions all over the U.S., Canada, and Europe to increase audiences and enhance their experience with highly effective commercials, narrations, animatronic character voices, whatever your dark heart desires. Let me help you do more, scare more, profit more. Find out more at Voice From Hell on Facebook and at voicefromhell.com. So, Mark, we left it on a cliffhanger to tell yeah. them where we went right after I got back from... Literally, the- what? Was it a day later? Because we, we gave you a little time to recover. You gave me no time to recover. Oh, okay. It was a day. I got back, did some laundry, then <laughs> jumped yeah. over there. Yeah, and we we drove uh, a good distance to our wonderful con that we uh, have been at now for a few years. And that is Dragon Con, one of the. If it's Con. not the largest. It's got to be really freaking close to the largest. I, I don't know if it's the largest when it comes to um, number of people there, because I actually heard a rumor that was somewhat confirmed that they limited the amount of tickets they sold. Yeah. Because last year, I think they had eighty five thousand people that they had that were mm-hmm. ticket holders. This year, I think they allowed seventy thousand people to be ticket holders. That was that for that was just for the five day passes, but they allowed more for the one days. Yeah, no, that's true. But I'm just saying that I think it's a con where they sold seventy thousand five day passes. You know, yeah. like people yeah, go for the long haul. Megacon's the only one bigger, and maybe New York Comic Con, but those are the th- top three definitely. So, San Diego it's all the all the buzz but these are these these guys make san diego seem small yes and but i also think it's very different because not that san diego comic-con and some of the other cons don't have panels and things but dragon con really highlights doing activities being a part of cosplay is huge at dragon yeah yeah And, and there's a contest every night yes uh, and then they have individual theme contests and then they have the photo ops where it's uh you know with all the the themes get together and we we saw the Star Wars get together and then my favorite was the Bucky's get together where all the Bucky's fans got up on the steps and I was like wow that's not something I expected to see. What my favorite in that Bucky's group though was a Winter Soldier with the Bucky's logo on his shoulder instead of the instead of the Russian symbol. So it was or the Cap symbol now which so it was Bucky the Bucky's which. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah, that the nerd in me exploded on that one. So yeah, that was great. So of course it did. And we all know you would have been there if you had known about it. If I had known, if I had uh, done my research more, I was more busy prepping for panels and and our and our live podcast episodes. So, yes. Of which only one got recorded somehow. Well, so. <laughs> I'm going to blame you and uh just kidding. Technology can be an asshole sometimes, yep. people. That's Especially the thing. when you're borrowing hotel Wi-Fi and such. And um, yeah, it was, uh, and, and with when you have a hundred and some odd thousand people all using the same Wi-Fi at the same time, it can be issues, so. Yeah, no, there can be issues, but I, we need to thank all the fans that came out to see yes, us. That- so many. Uh, we did one panel that was a live broadcast uh, for us and it was, it was crazy. We had uh, uh, our wonderful friends, Tampa J and Chris, the girl sat right in the front row and, uh, and filmed portions of it. And it is already up on their blog, their vlogs from that day. 
If you haven't followed them on YouTube, please do. We got more with them coming up soon. Yes, uh, yes. They go to a lot of haunted attractions and a lot of haunted locations. And uh, and Chris does spooky shopping, so you'll know where to uh, find your, you know, that that plush pumpkin that you're looking for. So, yeah. Uh, or or what? Didn't Owl going back find a gigantic bat or something? Yeah, a Home giant Depot? bat at uh, Home Depot or so, one of those Home Depot or Lowe's that was uh, it was like a bat skeleton. And it was like five, it was like five feet tall. So it's it pretty epic. So, oh my gosh, it's so amazing. But, but anyway, Dragon Con. Yeah, that's, uh, we were part <laughs> oh, of Dragon Con. We were part of several tracks, which you were talking about where they encourage you to, you know, in, get involved. And the tracks are themed. So there's like a science fiction track, there's a young adult fiction track, there's a fantasy urban or urban fantasy track, not to be confused with the fantasy literature track, uh, the science fiction track. The military science fiction trick. Uh, and then Horror has a track, which was sponsored by our good friends at Netherworld, which we we got to see them. They were pretty epic. And then the X-Tract, which yes. was based on the X-Files, not what I was, I was very disappointed when I found you, out. It was... You know, I knew you were when you walked in and they didn't have more X's. Yeah, I know. I was like, wait a minute. I was thinking, well, maybe it was just, you know, like, Midnight Cowboy and you know a couple others from the seventies, but you know Flesh Gordon. But no, uh, no, it was. Uh, but that was the paranormal track, and they invited us and they gave us a chance to host uh, our free, uh, our full podcast. And then we did another episode later where I did, uh, you know, talk told you about some holler monsters, and that one's coming up soon. So yeah, no, that one actually got recorded, so that one actually is going to air before this one does. Oh wow! So you probably just heard it. So yeah, you were if you're listening, you heard it. Our holla monsters, but that one was a ton of fun. So um, I think you know the if you are a fan of TV, movies, games, like you Looks, you can't go wrong. It doesn't even matter if you're like a Disney movie fan. There's yeah. so much Dragon Con for you and atlanta has that huge puppet community so they had a puppet track and so we saw like sesame street stuff everywhere and muppet stuff everywhere and they even had classes on puppetry which was amazing and, and they uh, have writing classes they have a ton of stuff our good friend jody lynn nye she does a whole you know like a multi-day workshop you know which is pretty epic yeah no, I, that I a thousand percent concur with. It's, I think that if you get a chance, you're never going to see everything the first time you go. It's impossible. Like we did panels, like we did a little yeah. bit of adventuring, but we did a ton of panels because that's what they wanted us to do. And I think, I, I think I want to touch on your favorite panel, Mark. Oh, which one? Uh, did oh, you oh, was panel that on Beauty and the Beast? Beauty and the Beast in horror and that theming. And I was a part of the horror track for that one. And um, I I have I have a little pet peeve when it comes to panels. Oh, and that Mark, is, do tell us what your pet peeve is. My pet peeve on panels is it, it it's not, it doesn't seem to be all of them, but it does seem to be a large number of when they put more academics on the panel than people in the fields on the panel which um i you know i i get that a lot when i'm doing interviews with you know folklorists and stuff like that i i interview a lot of storytellers and i interview a lot of families that have told these stories for generations and then i'll interview some college professor who's an expert on the subject 
and he will go off on a two-hour lecture of all the little nuances and everything into this and uh and that's fine but that's not what i was after when i asked him a question of how are you today so uh <laughs> <laughs> um talk about muncie bunny trails there but, muncie uh, bunny trails but that was Absolutely. that panel we had a couple academics on it that uh were fixated on because the title of the panel was beauty and the beast in horror we were supposed to talk about how the beauty and the beast theme is so common in horror movies and i was going to talk creature from the black lagoon king kong dracula you know the classic universals and then how that even translated into the hammer period of hammer horror and how it was completely it was more sexualized then and and you know and blood and all that and then but what happened we wound up talking for 30 minutes on john cocteau's 1940 version of beauty and the beast which inspired the disney movie so then there was 20 minutes on the disney movie and a little bit of family opera got thrown in there and then we talked about the ron perlman linda hamilton beauty and the beast tv show so it was you know not what i signed up for not what the audience expected i think too but i still had fun and again that's the thing with these dragon con panels is you know these things happen like uh let's say someone else had a panel would you like to discuss your panel that you had so much fun with so um <laughs> yes okay but i want to preface with this um uh no, I, I want to preface. I still had a good time, and I think the audience still enjoyed the show. So I think the problem with the I will say because I was in the audience, and um, I have a thought on Beauty and the Beast and a lot of these other kidnap the girl, keep them there, and then she falls in love situation. Stockholm syndrome is it Stockholm syndrome? And there was an audience member like I almost brought it up, but watching how the panel was going, and especially when somebody picks a panel for them to um talk about things they specifically want to don't invite a bunch of other people because if you right. really want to talk about it it's either that or coordinate so that you are bringing people on the panel that want to have the same discussion you want to have right. but i think my problem with the panel you were on and then you're going to do the reverse for mine i'm sure was that what it said the panel was going to be and what he did was completely different and then there was a lovely slave leia of all ironies of all uh, ironies, yes. Uh, total up, and I was trying to bring up and I, yeah. I kept getting shut down. Yeah, exactly. She brought up the Stockholm Syndrome part of that and he just completely ignored her, called on her. She said it, ignored her and kept talking about this movie. And it was, that was a little like, dude, not okay. Because yeah. we, there, I love Beauty and the Beast. It's, I love the live version of it with, you know, Emma and all of that. Uh, uh, Luke Evans, you know, I- oh, yeah. Love but that it, movie. It is, it was written as a tale for arranged marriages. You know, this is a this was a cautionary tale about arranged marriages. But look, like, yeah, look, yeah, he may be a beast that you're forced to marry, but you know, he's really a nice guy if you're just nice to him and stop, you know, and just get past the monstrous exterior. And it was a way for the, you know, this was a folk tale for the you know the old ugly landowners to get the young farm girls to fall in love with him. Yeah, you know, exactly. It was it's ridiculous now you know looking back on it but that's and that's what i was trying to tell and he they kept shutting it down finally we got a couple of the audience members got to bring it up and i was like thank you <laughs> well and she did and then they he kept shutting it down and that's yeah. the only thing i didn't like was if you're going to have a panel and you're going to ask the audience questions be willing to hear their 
views of yeah. it because what she said was legitimate. Okay, enough about that panel. Sorry. So I got asked to be on a panel and I love the sci-fi track. And I um, have been done tracks last year. I did one on Ryan Reynolds um, because it's Ryan Reynolds. So yeah. I got asked to do um, one on the Messiah complex and genre, which is where there, you know, you have a Messiah type character. And I'll give an example of this, um, which is uh, Star Wars. This is one they brought up, but there are some problems with how they brought it up, which was they were saying that Anakin Skywalker, a.k.a. Uh, Darth Vader, was the Messiah part of that. So if you read the description, fine and everything, but the person who put on this panel, like who decided on the panel and was the moderator, went down a path about Dune, the Dune books and the Dune movie. And the problem is he spent 20 minutes talking about Dune, which is a 45 minute panel that was supposed to cover many, many genres, many, many subjects like mine, which was my 45 minute panel. 25 minutes of it, John Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And so it just kept going on, but it was this gentleman, unfortunately, kind of pontificating about it and didn't really bring up some of the other books that have, uh, or even movies that have Messiah. And then I felt like I had to spend a lot of time because when you're on a panel you have to politely disagree with people right you know it's not an argument you're on a panel you can't get really whatever so i had to find ways to very creatively go uh, i disagree with you on that point because it was very much rooted in what he thought how he thought about those things it was just it was a little bit of a difficult panel to be on but i i felt like i changed it up a bit near the end what are your thoughts? I think you salvaged it yeah, quite a bit. And honestly, it wasn't a terrible panel. And if you were a Dune fan, which, you know, I kind of am, uh, you know, it was fascinating. But even I'm sitting there going, wow, uh, this is a 40 minute panel. We were 30 minutes in and we're still talking Dune. Yeah. And there's a lot of other, you know, messiahs we need to talk about here in, in, in literature and, and, and in film. And again, these are not things you would expect, you know, an hour long conversation to get into everything, you're not going to get into every little minutia character and stuff like that. I was waiting for somebody to bring up Ash from Army of Darkness, but you know it's okay. Uh, yeah, uh, you know you don't always have to bring up Bruce Campbell, but if I'm talking Messiah, I'm bringing up Bruce Campbell. Uh, but you know, but there was, uh, <laughs> but you know, but I even had to bring up Life of Brian as an audience question because I'm like the the Messiah movie, the jokes about the Messiah tropes and. Uh, and that hadn't been brought up. So I was very, you know, but that was, that's the point of a panel is audience participation, all that. So thankfully, and we were literally racing from panel to panel to panel on that day. So, you know, that was, that was an exciting day, but uh, yeah, no, I think that again, overall, you know, both those panels as, you know, as awkward as they were, they were still fun to do. And, uh, you know, I'm not completely, you know, I, I love the tracks. So, you know, the horror track, Happy to be a part of it again. And uh, absolutely you know, science fiction track. I'd love to be part of that. I was on the Brit track because of my Legend of the Traveling TARDIS stint. So we got to talk Doctor Who and classic Doctor Who. And that was a great panel. And we had a lot of fun with that one. So, uh, you know, that was that was good to bring up old school Doctor Who and all that. And we got to talk monsters. So I was in. Very true. We shall be back next year. So if you get a chance. I heavily recommend going to Ireland and Scotland. There are so many things to see. 
and try the food, try everything, tried haggis. I actually enjoy haggis. You can't get haggis it in the US. Yeah. Um, but uh, I heavily recommend that. And go to Dragon Con. Come out and see us. Come out and pop by and say hi. Plan ahead. That's the thing. It's a four-day con, technically a five-day con if you go early because it's over Labor Day weekend. And yeah. uh, I mean, they do Thursday night events, Friday night events, pre-show on Wednesday. You know, people in costume all day, any hotel. It's in five hotels. It's a lot of walking. There are some paths through. You know, again, if you're planning ahead, you can do really well. And then we made one stop on the way back that I had to introduce Erica to. Um, <laughs> one of my favorite places in Georgia and that is Yamer Farms. I've mentioned them a couple times on the show because they are a must stop on a long road trip and when you're not on the interstate. So, yes, um I uh am a fan. Yeah. I mean it's a giant produce market, you know, from this one family farm, although they do co-op with other family farms nearby, so you know, it's not all just theirs, but it's very cool, but they make fresh sandwiches with some of the best bread you'll ever have in your life uh, outside pies, of pies little, little handmade pies, pies and Mark pies. introduced me for the first time ever in my life i have had boiled peanuts yes yes and you i am about boiling and you knew about peanuts but you didn't know those were two things that could go so well together. So Yeah, well, I didn't know they could go so well. So I've seen signs for boiled peanuts and that happened to be one of those things where I'd see it and go, yeah, no, that doesn't sound good at all. I was wrong. It is great. I enjoyed it. Apparently there are good boiled peanuts and bad boiled. How do you how do you determine that, Mark, usually? by, by If you drive by the side of the road, the more rundown and rustic, and terrible it looks that's probably the best boiled peanuts you'll ever have in your life so if and if it says cajun on the side even better so uh you know just just uh you know your your stomach will thank you later uh yes. your taste buds will thank you immediately and then then your stomach will pay you some greetings later <laughs> no that's so true so that was so much fun so yes lots of travels lots of fun maze. They do a huge corn maze for spooky season, which is coming right after Road to Mothman. So uh, we'll have to run down there and just wander through the cornfields and and uh, yeah, see what happens. It doesn't sound creepy at all. You know what? I'll be eating some peanuts and some pies. I'll meet you on the other side. He who walks between the rows is waiting for us. So. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have to invite oh my, my friend God. Malachi and uh, we'll do that. But gang... Thank you all so much for uh, putting up with this one. We had a lot of fun. Uh, I was so happy to hear Erica's tales. And, uh, you know, Ireland, Scotland, come on. They are amazing places to visit. Definitely put on your travel list. Uh, I went 30 years ago and I need to go back because it was, uh, it's, her descriptions just sound amazing. And, uh, you know, and then, you know, Dragon Con, we loved you. We had a blast. Extract, you were on point all-time horror track great time your 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 stranger things panel was a blast we didn't even talk about that oh yeah stranger things stuff ahead that uh we can't talk too much about but uh anyway gang thank you so much for joining us on these travels of ours and we will you know like share subscribe as always vote for us at paranormality magazine just for their top 10 podcast we made top 10 again for september so uh yeah for august sorry august we're trying august. to 
let's let's yeah. get it was the September issue. So let's 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 keep it going. We want to keep the streak alive. We'd like to move up the ranks too. So go to the website and vote. And if you order anything from there, use the code Travels. Get yourself 10% off. And then we will see you on the other side.